I'm Abby McNally, and I have been saved for one year this last month. I started reading the Bible last March, and I've not made it all the way through yet, but it has changed my life entirely. Um, I cannot explain or stress the importance of reading the Bible every day and understanding the context and understanding what the Word is actually telling awesome. us and applying it to your life. All right, so yeah, me and Terry started this podcast just to, um, to really get the message across to people to spread the gospel and we really just wanted uh, interactive Bible study because this past year I've had so many questions and he's been teaching me and guiding me through this process and so we decided to open this up to share with the whole world so that everyone can learn so we really encourage if you have any questions if there's any um, perspectives you want to share, if there's any parts of the Bible that you want us to dive more into, please comment and um, get involved. Our YouTube comments are not working, and I'm not sure why, so just go to our Facebook page or our website, theloveofjames.com. We've got plenty of different channels. We're on every channel there is, so find us, comment, let us know what you'd like to hear more of. If you'd like to get on the podcast, we've got forms about all of that. Um, I also want to start off with a prayer. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we have here together today. Lord, we love you. We magnify and glorify your name. You are perfect. You are so good. Lord, you are the creator of all. We ask that you would come and anoint this session, that you would use me and Terry as channels to speak, that you would get your word out, and that your presence would be here during this entire hour. Lord, we love the freedom that we have to be able to worship you openly. We are so grateful that we can openly read your word, and we thank you for all the blessings that you give us, the freedom that we have just to even breathe. You are our life, you are our breath, you are our love, you are our everything, Lord, and we just want to spread your word, we want to get this world to start worshiping you again. Lord, we love you, and we thank you, and you are precious and holy. Amen. All right, so um, we are redoing our last session because our sound, we had an issue with the sound, so I realized that. And so we went back, and we are actually going to shift back to the full hours again, too. The 2.30 minutes was just not enough time. <laughs> it was too hard for me and Terry to try to wrap up a message in 30 minutes. So we've decided we're going to go back to the full hour of reading, and then we will have Q&As probably on Fridays. We'll figure out a day to do that, and we'll always post on Facebook and let you know beforehand. So going back to Genesis 26... Um, 18. Oh, this is really good, too. So Abraham just died. Isaac married Rebecca. And 
Isaac pulled the classic, same thing as dad did, and said that Rebecca's a sister. <laughs> and Abimelech called him out on it, and he's like, all right, yeah, you're right. I didn't want you to kill me. So, um, and Isaac is now redigging um, the wells that his father had dug that they had covered back up, and we did speak on that a little bit about how, um, you know, God's already dug the holes for us. He's already dug the wells. They're already there. We don't have to go out and dig the wells. They're already there. He did the hard work for us. So um, it was very symbolic, this whole, this whole section. And Isaac digged again the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham, his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Esau, because they strove for them. And they digged another well and strove for that also. And he called the name of it Sitnah. So two wells is dug now, and they have came and taken them and said, No, these are ours. And notice his reaction. He didn't from thence and digged another well and for that they strove not and he called the name of it Rehoboth and he said for now the Lord hath made room for us and we shall be fruitful in the land and he went up from thence to Beersheba and the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said I am the God of Abraham, thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and will bless thee, and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. And he built an altar there, and called upon the name of the Lord, and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants digged a well. Then Abimelech went, from, went to him from Gerar, and Ahuzoth, one of his friends, and Phicol, the chief captain of his army. And Isaac said unto them, Wherefore come ye to me, seeing ye hate me, and have sent me away from you? And they said, We saw certainly that the Lord was with thee, and we said, Let there be now an oath betwixt us, even betwixt us and thee, and let us make a covenant with thee, that thou wilt, not, wilt do us no hurt, as we have not touched thee, and as we have done unto thee nothing but good, and have sent thee away in peace. Thou art now the blessed of the Lord." Um, so we talked about this too. Um, we talked about, you know, I'm Isaac hoping. just spent all day digging wells and he's exhausted. I mean, he, you would, you would be so exhausted after that. And before he even went to rest, he built an altar for the Lord to worship. And it just, I just love, I love being reminded of the way that we are supposed to live our life. Nobody lives like this anymore. Nobody puts God first to this extent. I mean, after you get off work and you go home, do you worship God first? Do you build you an altar TV? and worship? Or do you go straight to the couch, the TV, and eat your food? I mean, think about it. Nobody, nobody does this anymore. But this, this is how their life was lived. Everyone's life was lived like this back at this time. And it should Everybody. be. It should be. Because you just got all that work done because God was breathing through your lungs and gave you the, the ability to even work. 
Um, and it also speaks on how he didn't even want to do the next step without asking and seeking God first. Okay, God, I dug these wells. What do you want from me now? And so it was, it was every move they made, they would seek God first. They would seek prayer and they would, they would ask him what to do. That really gives a good example of how we how we live now, you know, pursuing only without noticing We're having a hard time. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um you want to make sure you give it to God, no matter what you're doing. Always see God's people. God's blessing. Like, you know, like, 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 don't put God first. It's going to come a time where we're not going to see the blessing expected. Right. You're going to be looking around to the other people wondering why you're not blessed to you. You're not following the law. not following God. So you just get blessed. It's just not going to work. Right. Right, exactly. You know, um, you just, you can't, you can't expect God to to continue blessing you if you can't even thank Him when you wake up. I mean, the first thing that you do in the morning should be thank you. I mean, that's that's the first thing I do. I'm so thank I'm so excited to get up. I'm so excited to be alive. I'm so excited for the day ahead of me. And you know, I go over my favorite scriptures in my mind too, just so I can continue memorizing them and, and thanking Him for everything. And, and you know, my favorite ones to go to is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, all your favorite, keep them wrote down and just go over them in your mind. That's how you memorize them. And that's what you use when you're being attacked by any feelings of depression or anything that tries to bring you out of your center of joy is those scriptures that bring you back. And so, you know, when you live your life like that, you are always in peace. And so these people, they came up and they noticed, they're like, you're a man of God. So um, we just want to make a covenant with you right now. Um, we've never hurt you. We've never done anything bad to you. So, you know, let us, let us have this covenant with you right now because we've seen that the Lord is with you. So, and we talked about that too. You know, every time there was a man of God, everyone in royalty would go straight to him and like try to take possession of him because it was like oh man we need him we need the lord to bless us because they wouldn't do the work to be blessed themselves they just wanted they wanted the man of god always to hey should we go to war um should we go to war here in kings it goes into that a lot they're always asking the prophets hey should we go to war? Can we win this battle? Yeah. And they wouldn't yeah. do it without it. They would find the most the most close to God prophet that they could find. And so this is the first instance that we see here where they do this. They they seek him out and they're like, let's make a covenant with you. Um, and they just keep reminding him, we didn't do anything bad to you. We've never harmed you. We've never. <laughs> and, so, and so, and they want peace. 
that thou would do us no harm, and as we have not touched thee, as we have done unto thee nothing but good, and have sent thee away in peace, thou art now the blessed of the Lord. And he made them a feast, and they did eat and drink. So he, you know, he said, yeah, of course. Of course he's going to give them peace. And they rose up betimes in the morning, and swear one to another, and Isaac sent them away, and they departed from him in peace. And it came to pass the same day that Isaac's servants came and told him concerning the well which they had digged, and said unto him, We have found water. And he called it Sheba. Therefore the name of the city is Beersheba unto this day. And Esau was forty years old when he took to wife Judith, the daughter of Bere the Hittite, and Bashemeth, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, which were a grief of mine and to Isaac and to Rebekah. So we talked about this too. Um, so this was a big deal. We, we know now, we remember that the Hittites, the Moabites, the Philistines, the Canaanites, and the Ammonites, they all came from Ham's cursed bloodline. So um, not only is Esau not marrying within his bloodline, which, which was a big deal. You, that's what they, they would typically want, just like, you know, Isaac was to, to wed within Abraham's bloodline. Um, he went to the cursed bloodline and married not one, but two women from this cursed bloodline. So his parents are, you know, very upset about this. Um, oh, yeah, and, 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 and God makes it very clear in Deuteronomy that you're not, not married, but you're from that bloodline. And that's probably why he touches on that so much in Deuteronomy. Because, again, we're building all the rules that God ends up making because they're doing it right now. And so, right. you know, you'll see through the story why God doesn't want you to marry the people, the, you know, people from other regions and things like that. Because they lived different lifestyles. And he says multiple times they will make you worship other gods because the Hittites didn't worship the God of Abraham. Right, so, right. Uh, that, that goes back to that goes back to you know uh, looking over false uh, false gods. You know, one of the things um, basically worshiping false gods. So yep. trying to prohibit that before we even start here. Yeah, because I mean the thing is, we know that um, the whole purpose to marriage, you know, the man and wife, they become one, and so if one's worshiping another god, I mean. You're not, you're well, not, you both are. Both are. Exactly, exactly. You can't be yeah. married and say that, oh, I'm going to worship this God and you worship that God. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. That doesn't work. So, um, and this is also a big deal because Esau is the firstborn. So he's going to get all of Isaac's inheritance and these Hittites are going to get a part of that as well. So, and it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau, his eldest son, and said unto him, My son, and he said unto him, Behold, here I am. And he said, Behold now, I am old. I know not the day of my death. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver, and thy bow, and go out to the field, and take me some venison. We also remember that this is like Isaac's favorite, you know, one of one of the reasons why Esau was Isaac's kind of favorite, not favorite, but favorite is because Esau, you know, he worked hard and he was a good hunter. He would go out and he would hunt and he would make really good meat and he, he did a lot. And we all we know so far about Jacob is that he didn't really do anything like that. He didn't do anything really. He was just kind of, um, I don't know. Well, and, and, the re and the reason for that is because he, you know, he knew he was going to inherit stuff. So he just was lazy. 
Yeah. And just like we, just like we are, we, we know that Jesus came back for us. We're going to inherit the kingdom, and we, and we go out we and we see about. It. We don't put any work for it. You know what I mean? We, we just, okay, we're going to inherit it anyway, so you know, I'm just going to do whatever I want. But Esau did. Nothing. Esau always did, and Esau always, you know, clearly. Well, he gets all the blessings. His father, you know, so. And, and that's what we all should be doing. We all should be trying to please our father. Always our father is God. Please our father but, and seek him. Right. Seek his no desires and fulfill them and please him. That, that's the purpose of our life. We were made for him. And make me savory meat such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to Esau, his son, and Esau went to the field to hunt for venison and to bring it. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob, her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau, thy brother, saying, Bring me venison and make me savory meat, that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord my death, before my death. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. And thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he may eat, and that he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. My father peradventure will fill me, and I shall see to him as a deceiver, and I shall bring a curse upon me, and not a blessing. You know, and this also speaks to how much they feared God back then. They did. They feared. He's like, man, I don't want to have a curse, because... They know all the stories. They know the curse of Ham. They know the curse of Sodom and Gomorrah. They know the curse of Cain. So they know that God's going to curse you if you do something like this. And that's like he, he didn't even say, you know, my dad will find out and he'll. No, he said, peradventure he finds out and I bring a curse upon my bloodline. Like he's literally worried right now about cursing his bloodline, which just goes to show how much they feared God. Right, and you don't you want to do anything against God, you know exactly. what I mean? Uh, that's, that's you know, exactly it. Right, God, you know, you work with God's name, and this is another setup of the Ten Commandments. Doing work with God's name, it's from evil. It's not knowing it's the only one for Ten Commandments. And God's forgiving for it. So this one's unforgivable. Doing work with God's name and doing it for evil purposes, just like Adolf Hitler, just like the other guy. That's coming soon, you know what I mean? He's doing work with God's team. He's doing it for purposes. Well, God is no matter what. We do evil works with God's name. I promise and it's, you. it's a form of blasphemy is what it is. Because you're saying, oh, I'm doing this for God. But really, you're not. You have evil intentions and evil purposes. And we know that God looks not at so much as our works as our intentions in our hearts when we're doing them. So if you did something wrong, like Moses, you know, he did something that technically is a sin, but his intentions in his heart was good. He was saving a man's life. And so it wasn't even looked at it. It wasn't a sin. What? So, and, you know, Moses it, it is our perception too, of sin. You know his what I mean? intentions were never to, he never intended to, to, you know, do anything that would displease God. And so that's why, that's the difference. It's what's in your heart. And that's such an assuring thing for me. I mean, it's so comforting to know that I don't have to fear messing up and making mistakes because God's looking at my heart and my intentions and he knows that I love him so much. I wouldn't do anything ever against him. You know, it's not something that I even have to worry about. I know that if I make a mistake, God knows where my heart's at. And so 
we get reassured this all through the Bible. And so it just tells you, like, you know, check, check in with your heart and your intentions. That's the most important thing. Keep your heart and your intentions on God, and you don't have to worry. And, you know, we did talk, too, about how Rebecca, I, you know, I can't say that I know why she did this, but what I feel like is she's looking at her two sons here, and Esau clearly is very gifted. He can go out and do, he can work hard, he can, he can hunt, he can has all these talents and gifts, and so he's going to be okay. He's going to be taken care of. Jacob, however, I, I don't see that he has any way he to make money. Sure. He has I, he's, a, he's a mama's boy. You know he's what I mean? a mama's boy, so. he is. And so she just heard mama's Isaac say he's going to give all of his blessings to Esau. So she's a little bit panicked right now. Like, what's going to happen to Jacob? What, what's going to become of him? You know, if he doesn't get all this inheritance, he won't make it. There's He has no right. way of surviving. And so she, you know, is trying to make sure that he a little, has something. Give him a little something. Yeah, give him a little something. Yeah. yeah. And so she goes pretty far here. And he went, she's, and his mother said unto him, Upon me be thy curse, my son. Only obey my voice and go fetch me them. And he went and fetched and brought them to his mother, and his mother made savory meat, such as his father loved. And Rebekah took goodly remnant of her eldest son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them upon Jacob, her younger son, and she put the skins of the kids of the goats upon his hands and upon the smooth of his neck. And she gave the savory meat and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. And he came unto his father and said, My father? And he said, Here am I. Who art thou, my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according as thou obeyedest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that my soul may bless thee, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord thy God brought it to me. I hate that part. <laughs> and Isaac oh, said unto liar. Him, yes, yeah, it's bad. That, that's what we just talked about. I mean, it's not quite, but it's, you know, to say that. It, 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 it is. is. It You're is. Doing to, work say evil, God, evil work exactly. to say that God but, gave you something and, and he, you were actually sinning. It's you're, just, yeah, you're lying. So this, this is two of the three commandments right here. Lying and, and stealing and blasphemy really because i mean you're yeah. giving credit to god whenever it, it wasn't um and he's, he's taking from his brother he says not to do so basically four things you take him doing here you know here's the thing it. too i noticed that in the new um testament i think it's in matthew when they ask jesus the ten commandments and he says you know that the, he only lists two as the most important ones that you need to know and it was love thy there, we have one one God. Love thy father with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and everything, and love thy neighbor as thyself. And love thy neighbor as thyself isn't in the Ten Commandments, but I feel like it's kind of wrapped in to the first one. Maybe it goes along with. Well, well, the, the whole premise of the Ten Commandments is that love thy neighbor as thyself. Yeah, because I mean, all of those things are to love. I mean, if you're following the Ten Commandments, you are loving your neighbor because you're not doing anything that would ever contradict loving your neighbor so but i just i noticed that i read that and i was like you know those are the two that jesus said is the most important the most important and so yeah there, there's, there's, only, there's only one that's not forgivable you gotta remember that there's only one not forgivable one not. Well, jesus becomes a lawyer lawyer 
And I don't remember what verse, scripture that is, but I remember reading that, that that is the one thing that will not be forgiven is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And you cannot, you cannot speak blasphemy against God and against the Holy Ghost. I mean, it's, it's, it's unforgivable, so. Right. That's not, I mean, that means you're, you're damned. As soon as you think that you're doing good, a lot of people in God's name, you're condemned to hell forever. There's no getting out. There's no, there's no judgment. There's no nothing. It's just straight past. Or you can ask to hell. So, you know, we've got to understand that. And also, following that person, you're putting that on. That person is your God. You're going to go with them. With them straight to hell. So, you know, don't, don't put no other Christ above Christ. Don't put anybody above God. No matter what. God will teach somebody something. God doesn't teach them. That, that can do, that is above nature. You do it all in the He doesn't need Hitler or other people to go out and do that for him. Because doing it for evil. Well, it's just like the no. Crusades where they were, you know, trying to, any type of, when you try to take it in your own hands and say, well, I'm ridding evil, I'm, you know, doing God's work. If you're doing God's work, you're working in love. And your goal and your purpose is to save souls because we can see from Jesus's life, what God's work is. He is our example. If Jesus didn't do it, then you shouldn't either. I mean, his life was our example to follow. Obviously, we can't all walk our, our entire life without sin. I mean, we can't. We, we're born into sin. We, we make mistakes, we fall <laughs> short. That's why we have grace. But be as close to him as you can be. Just because you make a mistake or you sin doesn't mean you throw in the towel and say, well, I can't be like Jesus, so I can't be Jesus, so, you know. Well, no, no, nobody, keep, no, just, nobody just can. Just keep striving, man. Just keep striving. Because as long as you are as close to him as you can be every day, that's it. As long as you're trying, it, as long as you're trying in your heart. Exactly. As long as your hearts and your intentions are set on being as much like Jesus as you can, that's what matters. The mistakes you make aren't even looked at because God's looking at your heart and your intentions. You intended to be like Jesus all day. You let it slip a little bit there for a minute, but you pulled yourself back and, and he sees that. He's there with you through the whole thing and he knows how hard life is. He lives right. here. And, and, and that, that's a matter of what the guy in That's why it's you're going to fall Pick back up with your friends. back up with your Exactly. That's why you die daily. You die daily. And Isaac said unto his son, and Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my very son, Esau or not. So he's already doubting it because, you know, obviously he couldn't have been this quick. And Jacob went near unto Isaac his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not because his hands were hairy as his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him, meaning like he, he never imagined that he would have covered his hands in hair. So, and he said, art thou my very son Esau? And he said, I am. And he said, bring it near to me and I will eat of my son's venison that my soul may bless thee. And he brought it near to him and he did eat and he brought him wine and he drank. And his father Isaac said unto him, 
Come near now and kiss me, my friend. And having touched his they did more. Then he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his remnant, and blessed him, and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, God give thee of the dew of heaven, and the fatness of the earth, and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee, and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren, and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be every one that curseth thee, and blessed be he that blesseth thee. And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau his brother came in from his hunting. And he also had made savory meat, and brought it unto his father. And he said unto his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's venison, that thy soul may bless thee. And Isaac his father said unto him, Who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn, Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly, and said, Who? Where is he that hath taken venison, and brought it me? And I have eaten of all before thou camest, and have blessed him. Yea, and he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry, and said unto his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. And he said, Thy brother, my, thy brother came with subtlety, and hath taken away thy blessing. And he said, Is not he rightly named Jacob? For he hath supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and behold, now he hath taken away my blessing. And he said, Hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? So Jacob has already taken Esau's birthright. If you remember back, um, Esau was starving like to the point of death. And, and we know back then, I mean, it's probably been like a week or two since he had had anything to eat. So he's begging him, please fix me some food. I'm, I'm going to die. I'm like, he's so weak and hungry. He can't even fix himself food. And Jacob said, yeah, I will. As long as you give me your birthright. So he's so hungry that he's like, yeah, that's fine. And he gives him his birthright just to have food. And so now poor Esau is like, I mean, he's already tricked me out of my birthright. And now he took my blessing. Like why? And his mom's helping him. Rebecca's helping him. You know what I mean? So that's the sad part. That is the sad part. I know. It makes me sad. That's her desire. Yeah. That's her desire doing it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it speaks to the desire that a mother has for her children. I mean, it's it for is sure. just, it's unreal, you know, and it's it, it, it a lot of these stories speak to that. The desire that a mother has for their children, it makes them do things that, you know, go against God entirely. Sarah. Sarah was the first example. I mean, she sent Ishmael to go die. An innocent child that she made Abraham have because she didn't have faith that God would bless them with a child. So she, she forced that situation and then wanted him dead when God blessed them with a son. And it's just, you know, it's, it's all because she wanted Isaac to have all the inheritance. She didn't want to share it with Ishmael. So. And it goes all the way back to, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, it does. It does to the original curse from Eve of desire. And I mean, put God first. So yeah, poor Esau, he's just like, you know, you didn't save any blessings. There's not just one thing that you could give me. Um, and Isaac, his father answered and said unto him, 
Behold, I have made him thy lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for servants, and with corn and wine have I sustained him. And what shall I do now unto thee, my son? And Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Isaac his father answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth, and of the dew of heaven from above. And by thy sword shalt thou live, and shalt serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass, when thou shalt have dominion, that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. And Esau hated Jacob, because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. And these words of Esau... So there, 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 there goes another tip, you know, your ears raised about to kill his brother, because of it's killing him. It's Cain and Abel all over again. You know, he, he has a right to be upset, but, you know, we also are called, and we can see from Abraham's example that, you know, as someone takes from you, you just... You just trust and have faith in God and you don't you don't go to hatred and wanting to kill but he is he is just that mad because you know this all things come from God you know so you gotta it's not yours exactly but in his mind you know he has a really close relationship to his dad and this was he earned this I mean he rightfully earned this he's worked his whole life for this and now he just had everything taken from him. And so he's going to have to work the rest of his life. There is no rest retirement for him. He's going to have to work the rest of his life. And Jacob just gets to have everything for doing nothing. So it's a hard situation. And Rebecca heard it. And these words of Esau, her elder son, were told to Rebekah, and she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said unto him, Behold, thy brother Esau, as touching thee, doth comfort himself, purposing to kill thee. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice, and arise. Flee thou to Laban, my brother, to Haran, and tarry with him a few days, until thy brother's fury turn away, until thy brother's anger turn away from thee, and he forget that which thou hast done to him. Then I will sin and fetch thee from thence. Why should I be deprived also of you both in one day? And Rebecca right. said, I, it's hard to even read that. Like, I mean, <laughs> you literally just, you said, your curse be upon me. Well, here's your curse. You said, I'll take the curse. This is your curse. Your sons want to there. kill each other now. Right. Like, there you go. Fair enough. Yep. And Rebecca said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughter of Heth. If Jacob take a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these, which are of the daughters of the land, what good shall my life do me? So she's, she's saying she's upset, you know, Esau married the Hittite, so she's going to have Jacob go marry someone from where they're from. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise. Go to Padanaram, to the house of Bethuel, my, father, my mother's house, 
and take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. And God Almighty bless thee, and make thee fruitful, and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people, and give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee, and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. And Isaac sent away Jacob, and he went to Padanaram, unto Laban, son of Bethuel the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob's and Esau's mother. When Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob, and sent him away to Padanaram to take him a wife from thence, and that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan, and that Jacob obeyed his father and his mother, and was gone to Padanaram. And Esau, seeing that the daughters of Canaan pleased not Isaac his father, then went Esau to Ishmael, and took unto the wives which he had, Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebahoth, to be his wife. So, he's like, okay, well, I see now how upset they are about me taking these wives from the land of Canaan. So, I'm going to go get a wife from my bloodline, and maybe that'll, you know, maybe that'll make We'll be back in good graces, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, um... So he goes and he gets a wife from his bloodline, which I'm sure did, you know, help and make them really happy. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold, a ladder set up on earth and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest to thee will I give it unto thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will so let's stop right there. It, 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 you see here, he blesses all people. You know what I mean? He doesn't, doesn't say just all people of the land of earth. He doesn't say just one. So if you guys, you guys chose people, do what you're supposed to do, all people get blessed. But if you don't, Nobody gets blessed. So we pray that they before but yeah I mean he's saying not just not just Abraham's line everyone I am with thee and will keep thee in all places I have done that which I have spoken to thee of 
And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place! This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. That's just a shocking reaction to me. I mean, why you would call it a dreadful place when you, you literally saw God there and got to speak to him. Well, they, they talk to him everywhere, so, you know, it doesn't matter where, so they only have to build a temple and it's with them. I know, so, but uh, he said, how dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Why would he call it Because he was running and because he had just sinned, so he was terrified. Yeah, yeah. God's wrath, yeah. So sure, it would be know, dreadful yeah. for him because he knows yeah, he's yeah. going to have a curse coming or something. Yeah, because the only thing he should do is God. So now he's got this dreadful fear of him. Oh my God, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm on the run and God has found me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil up upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city was called Luz at the first. And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and remit to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. So he's setting conditions. If, if he'll provide for me and if he'll do all these things for me, then I will serve him. And this and and, 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 a lot of, and everybody does that. You know, if, well, God would take this for me. I don't believe in God unless this miracle happens. Yeah. Well, this is, you know what I mean? It's not counts, basically. And then as soon it's as not, something goes bad, they run away like, well, you don't love me, so I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm going to go put my faith in the world again because it's not going to. Right, right. right. And you're not bringing miracles to me every day. You know what I mean? I didn't get that job. I didn't get that raise. I didn't get that house. Yeah, so I'm done. Um, I'm with you. You yeah, clearly are not looking out for me. I know you're up and you got a Exactly. And that's what I always try to tell people when you're at it's all It's always conditional. Conditional love. Write down the list of things that you have. If you really feel like you're going through such a hard time, do you have breath in your lungs? Can you see? Can you hear? Can you taste? Can you speak? Do you have the wisdom and the discernment to be able to make your own decisions? Do you have the freedom to go and do as you please? I mean, you could write down 50 things I can think of just right now at the top of my head to be grateful for, just on base level. And this stone, and, which and, I and every, and everybody should really have a list like that. Well, have a list just to go to that's what you know i have a list wrote down to go to whenever i am feeling like you know nothing's going my way getting these thoughts of doubts and insecurities i go to my list and i go over these things like okay well this is what i do have this and 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 I can it's, it's, all, it's, 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 it's all about remembering, you know what I mean? Remembering, remembering. So what, 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 what have I had? The answer is so important. That's why Jesus is so important. Why passion is so important. It's about remembering. 
and things positive. Yeah. And the most important big one that we have is that we are forgiven. We have the opportunity to spend an eternity in heaven. We have that we have that free will. We have that choice to make. You can spend eternity in heaven. If if you can't think of anything else to be grateful for, my goodness. That right there is just all the reason in the world to be as happy as you can be. I mean, no matter what this life may bring to you, you can have an eternity of happiness and joy. This is just a borrowed life that we this do. This is just a borrowed life. It's a short amount. It's a blink of an eye. Some people's is longer than others. Some people's is 80 years, close to 100. Some people's is, you know, five years, 10 years. You just, you know. But even if it's 100 years, I mean, really, that's not long at all. You blink your eyes and it's over. So if you just focus on that, I mean, there's really nothing to be sad about at all. There's nothing to be sad about. And this stone, which I have set for a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. So this is where we begin tithing. This is the first first instance of tithing. And um, I love it because, you know, Jacob just took everything. From his brother and you know he deceived him and he is he is fearing God right now and he's saying you know if God will give me all this and then I'll serve him but he also just made this covenant with God right now because he said this is God's house because this is where God spoke to him and he said this stone right here this is a pillar for God's house so that he will remember this place he doesn't want to forget it and then he says of it's always about remembering, you know what I mean? It's always, it's about, always remembering. about remembering. It's just like how they would um, make songs, psalms, of things Psalm. that Moses mm -hmm. taught them so that they could remember them. They didn't mm -hmm. want to forget. You didn't have notebooks and phones with a notepad to, to put things down in. They had to do things to remember them. So he, put, he built this little pillar to remember this place where God spoke to him and gave him this beautiful vision. And then he says... Everything that God gives me from here on, because he has no idea what's about to happen. He's going into this land he's never been in before. I'm sure he's a little bit scared. He doesn't know how he's going to eat, what he's going to do. And he says, everything that God gives me, I will give one-tenth to him just for blessing me with it. And I just, I love that. I love that this is where that derives from. And, and it's honestly something that isn't talked about at all anymore. And anytime you do talk about it, people get really... Um, defensive about it and almost mad about it but it's very important I mean it's it's something that I've practiced since I was a young teenager was since I got my first job I mean other than the years that I walked away from the Lord it's very important to me the first 10% that I earn I I find a way to give it to God so because it's 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 not just, you know, a way to fund a church. It's, it's showing God how grateful you are for everything he gives to you. You know, it's, it's saying, I'm honoring you, God. I am acknowledging that this came from you. So I'm going to give 10% of it back to you to let you know that I know that you're where, where this it came, came from. from. Right. This is right. my that, thing. That, 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 that's the moral of it. You know what I mean? It's not about the money. It's about 
It's the thinking, it's acknowledging, it's acknowledging where it came from and thanking him for it and having faith that he will continue to bless you because if you can let go of 10% of it, even if you're like, well, I don't know, I'm going to pay my bill. God will make sure of it as long as you are thanking him and acknowledging him. I mean, where that came from, there's more to come. I mean, he can bless you again as he did the first time. So. Then Jacob went on his journey and came into the land of the people of the east. And he looked, and behold, a well in the field. And lo, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of that well they watered the flocks, and a great stone was upon the well's mouth. And thither were all the flocks gathered, and they rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the sheep, and put the stone again upon the well's mouth in his place. And Jacob said unto them, My brethren, whence be ye? And they said, Of Haran are we. And he said unto them, Know ye Laban, the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. And he said unto them, Is he well? And they said, He is well. And behold, Rachel, his daughter, cometh with the sheep. And he said, Lo, it is yet high day, neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water ye the sheep, and go and feed them. And they said, We cannot until all the flocks be gathered together, until they roll the stone from the well's mouth. Then we water the sheep. And while he yet spake with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she kept them. And it came to pass, when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled a stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. And Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother and that he was Rebekah's son. And she ran and told her father. And it came to pass when Laban heard the tidings of Jacob, his sister's son, that he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. And he told Laban all these things. And Laban said unto him, Surely thou art my bone and my flesh. And he abode with him the space of a month. And Laban said unto Jacob, Because thou art my brother, shouldest thou therefore serve me for naught? Tell me, what shall thy wages be? And Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. And Laban said, It is better that I give her to thee than that I should give her to another man. Abide with me. So you see that Jacob's serving for seven years for sure yeah it's it's he's like you know and so there's more to it too he's so we know here that leah is not you know as beautiful as rachel but she's the older daughter so Typically, they're going to want to marry Leah to someone first because she's older and then, you know, Rachel after. And because it was important for them to make sure that their daughters got married to a good family. That's how they would be taken care of. And so he's saying, like, I know how this should go, but I love Rachel and I will work for seven years for free if I can marry her. 
and um, and he's saying, you know, it is good that you would marry Rachel because you guys are the same bloodline, so this is a good, you know, marriage to have. And so he goes ahead and agrees. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had to her. So he loved her so much, he didn't even care. He didn't even notice the time passing because, you know, he's, he's with her. He's being able to look at her. And, and that happens, you know. Um, and Jacob said unto Laban, Give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled, that I may go in unto her. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. And it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah his daughter and brought her to him. And he went in unto her. And Laban gave his daughter Leah, Zilpah his maid, for an handmaid. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, What is this thou hast done unto me? Did I not serve with thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? And Laban said, It must not be done. It must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill her week, and we will give thee this also for the service which thou shalt serve with me yet another seven other years. And Jacob did so and fulfilled her week, and he gave him Rachel his daughter to wife also. And Laban gave to Rachel his daughter Bilhah his handmaid to be her maid. And he went in also unto Rachel, and he loved also Rachel more than Leah, and served with him yet seven other years. And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her room, but Rachel was barren. So basically, he's like, so you're going to have to marry both of them. So he's like, and you're going to have to serve me another seven years. So he had to serve another seven years, but he got to go ahead and marry them now, but he had to marry both Leah and Rachel. Yeah, I think yeah, exactly. Oh, fine. It's too bad to steal. It's too Yeah. kind of wrong for him to make him wait seven years to tell him that, but, you know, they knew <laughs> they wouldn't get the seven years that they hadn't, so. Um, 14 now. 14 years he's been serving just for Rachel, and so also this speaks a lot to, you know, um, God's fairness to us. So, you know, poor Leah, she, she, she knows that she wasn't chosen. She's, she's not picked by him and he doesn't love her. And, you know, you can just imagine what this would be like. I mean, she, and she has nothing. I mean, like she finally got a husband, but he loves Rachel so much that he is just, I would imagine spending all of his time with her and not even giving any attention to Leah. So poor Leah as dealing with the same sibling jealousy thing and you know what's she gonna do with her life she has a husband that doesn't even love her and that's her life so like what is she gonna do so god made rachel barren and gave leah the ability to have kids so that you know leah would have something to give her you know the love with jacob and you know to start raising kids and Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Reuben, for she said, Surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction. Now therefore my husband will love me. It's so sad. It breaks my heart. And she conceived again and bare a son, and said, Because the Lord hath heard that I was hated, 
He hath therefore given me this son also, and she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again, and bare a son, and said, Now this time will my husband be joined unto me, because I have borne him three sons, therefore his name called Levi. And these are really important names, too. These are really important children. And she conceived... Huh. Do what? I'm losing my hearing. I can't hear anymore. Oh, okay. So I ran a cup short a little bit here. Yeah, I think we're almost at an hour, anyways. And then we're at the last okay. end of this chapter. So let me just. Okay. Uh, yeah, finish up that. Okay. And she conceived again and bare a son. And she said, Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore called his name Judah and left bearing. So those are really important um, children and names to remember, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah. And um, it just shows us, you know, how good God is and how he, he blessed Leah and, um, you know, he gave her four sons, four sons and bless her heart. Each time she has a son, she's like, you know, now he's going to love me and. It's just, um, it breaks my heart, but it's a really good story and it, get, it gets even better. So, um, that was the story of Jacob deceiving Esau and where he ended up afterwards. And we will pick up on the story of Jacob, Rachel, and Leah tomorrow. Have a good day, everyone.